following episode of the walking dead podcast is brought to you by audible.com audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers comedy specials magazine and newspaper publishers business information providers as well as many other products Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios, matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates. Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free no obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. It's the Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a lot more. This is the Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! Back up! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. of the walking dead podcast i'm scott and here with me as always is a multifaceted and eminently talented mr gary hey that's me and uh yeah i'm pretty cool but you're pretty awesome too mr scott and i'm so glad we're doing this again like this is warming my heart just sitting here talking to you in Uh general but then like you know we get to do this again and we're kickstarting the show and thanks to amc premiere or plus or whatever they're calling it now we also get to like do the premiere episode and 
chat about it in real time kind of and it's that's really yeah. awesome no i'm very I'm, excited about i that. looked at it i was surprised they dropped i, I guess they're going to do that for all of them or at least that's what they're advertising stream early wow so plus i mean the, those um I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit going forward in the next couple episodes, but um, they even throw in little uh, behind the scenes segments for like three to five minutes after the episodes on AMC yeah. plus um, it's, it's just cool little stuff. I started to watch the f- one for the, the, um, the next episode from what we're going to talk about today, but um, it's one of those things like so many, so many hours on the day. <laughs> I would recommend honestly going back and watching it, especially mm-hmm. for um, like w- since we're discussing the show, like like to me, it actually made me think more about kind of kind of like back in the day, like with Talking Dead. I don't watch Talking Dead anymore. Maybe I should, um, but with Talking Dead, like they bring up stuff. Like a lot of it was kind of filler, but there was some really cool stuff in there. And it's only like three minutes. I think the behind the scenes segment that they're including is the part that's on the talking dead. That's a look into the episode. I think it's the same thing. Uh, well maybe I, I don't know. I just watched both of the the first two episodes today. Mm -hmm. Um, and the behind the scenes element was like three to five minutes of mostly Angela Kang, the showrunner. Um, but then also they had, uh, clips and stuff from the episode and talking about the central themes of the season and how it relates to that episode. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they put just that in Talking Dead these days. I haven't watched Talking Dead in a while. So maybe it literally is the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know. I used to always try and watch Talking Dead as well as the episode before we did the show. But, you know, that's a that's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah. We, uh, we, man. <laughs> Kind of like The Walking Dead, we went off the reservation a while ago and just kind of, Weird. kind of been existing and doing our own thing, but not really mm-hmm. thriving like we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of different reasons, especially the pandemic and all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff we've all had to deal with. But mm-hmm. um, you know, the show itself had to deal with pandemic. So, yeah, true. You know, true, true. Yeah. Well, this episode we're going to talk about the second half of season ten. We did an episode. The last one that went up was a. a about the first half of season 10 because at the yeah. time we recorded it that's what had come out up to that point <laughs> yeah a little bit of delay in the post-production process but that's entirely my fault system i'd been using to edit the episodes for low these many years is no longer available to me so i had to find another way and it took approximately six and a half months to track yes. down the other way to do it <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'm just busting your chops. I'll take it's it. Funny. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's not really why, but I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me six and a half months to actually do it. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes, it's true. Many variables, though. Yes, Many variables. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's true. So, well, we're back, and uh, as we always do, the first thing is the sanctified boilerplate. So, take it away, sir. Uh, wait for a second though who sanctified this i just want to be clear before that, we that, talk about this again that would, that would be me oh I, okay so with with holy water okay got, okay never never mind i, I just wanted it's to... got it's got um carbonated water caramel color aspartame, uh, phosphoric uh, acid potassium uh, something and wait just just no no arsenic right no no well maybe 
Oh, well, well, snap. I'm allergic to arsenic. I, I don't know if I can agree. Uh, well, you know you what? You and check, everybody else. <laughs> the, the, the invisible zero dollar check already it's cleared. So I, I guess I might v. as well. Compound, compound V. v. <laughs> You're working with that Vought Corporation again. Massive, so, you know. Massive doses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess we should just do the boilerplate thing because, as always, as you've been hearing this before, hopefully through your ear holes, you can comment and leave feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can post a comment on the Facebook page, which is somewhere there on Facebook, I think, hopefully still. Um, it's, um, it's there. Yeah. Um, in the wasteland, somewhere in the flowers, somewhere over there. Um, on the flowers, yeah. I guess if, field. if you want to look for it, it's facebook.com slash walking dead podcast. Also, we still play the mobile game. I'm very less active on it than pretty much anybody, but somehow I'm still in the group and they don't delete me yet, which I'm very proud of. That's uh, Death Clan that's Z. My, that's my, uh, <laughs> that's what am I? That's my function. Death Clan Z? Death, Death Squad Z. Death Squad Z, right? So, so man, man, no, I'm there's there's literally zero chance that you'll be deleted. Well, thank you for that because I couldn't even remember the name of you, Death you, Squad Z. Usually, my rule is thirty days of inactivity, and then I delete somebody out of the guild. But I would have uh, been gone a long time ago. There's, Although there's, usually, there's certain individuals that are exempt from that. <laughs> you are one. Uh, severely stoked as the other and the other ones yeah. that play that really make the the uh the guild survive we got a very solid group in the guild which uh i'm very do. pleased very pleased about because i've tried to start guilds in other games and like nobody joins yeah it, it was me and gary and then severely stoked and then we've had people come in and out but we've got a very core group of people that solid core group of people that have stayed in for a while now so and period. I just want to say, uh, sorry, what? Periodically, uh, people will get kicked out because they, once I've noticed, once somebody doesn't play for like two weeks, that usually means they're gone. But I give them 30 days. I um, I just want to think too, like, if any of you listening have actually played because you've heard us on the podcast, I'm sure it's happened at least a few times, but I have no idea if any of the ones there are from the podcast. So if you're still listening and you're playing the game, like email us at twdpodcast at gmail.com. And we just want to know, like, that would be really cool to me. I think that, you know, that the the words got out there through the internet and like people just started playing with us. That'd be cool. I remember once I think Stoke said that he, he thanked me for the shout out on the show. Oh, really? So yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if anybody else listens, but you know, if they do, great. Hopefully yeah, they definitely. Found it, they found their way because of the show, but or my ad. Yeah, the ad might have helped. Yes, but you know, I'm sure a lot of people also just found it because of the game and the name uh-huh. is cool and Death Squad Z, and then you know. Yeah, I mean, some people will probably just happened upon it, but I'm curious, like how many, if any at all, really, aside from just one or two that we might know about. Like, I'm wondering if people really joined because us. That'd be kind of fun to know. It would. I hope so. Tell so, yeah, sign off, sound out, or sign yeah, out. sound sound off. 
And there's also that Facebook group out there somewhere on the interwebs that if you want to try to talk to us there, we'll, we'll, we'll see it. But I mean, we're begrudgingly on Facebook just because we have to be because of, you, yep. you know, social media. Yeah. yeah. We have a it's Twitter a account too. I don't think we ever tweet though. No, I tried for a period there. I'm like, I'm going to reinvigorate the Twitter. And I made yeah. like a handful of tweets in a few days. And then I'm like, this is a lot of work. Man, I can't do then, Twitter anymore either. And the, the problem is too, like to get things that get viral or whatever, you really got to think of something that's just going to be very different or very similar in a way that's also kind of different. And it's just got to hit and you got to be lucky. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's out there's so my much creative capabilities. It. Yeah. And you got to just, and really aside from that with everything, you just got to keep consistent and really just be hammering at it. So like, if I wanted to try yeah. to make our podcast Twitter a success, I'd have to be on there mm-hmm. all day, every day, following new podcasts, tweeting at people, making connections with people, networking, spreading that around, you know, mm-hmm. like it takes a lot of time and work. And we also have to, you know, pay the storage fees and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, no, I, I, uh, that's our podcast. I tried, blog- I tried blogging years ago and yeah, and I had fun with it, but it ended up being a lot of work you got to post all the time to keep it to keep it going and just you know it's impossible after a while unless you just have can dedicate yourself to it but yeah like anything like True. any hobby so any right. anything really yeah just consistency and uh you know reliability is important yep consistency is the uh, parent of longevity there you go all right well we're done to, we're done with that stuff, so now on to the main event, our recap discussion of the second half of season ten. Going to start with a little bit of news. So we've got uh, we've got a one interesting news clip that Gary wants to share. So, Gary. So, uh, do you guys remember someone by the name of uh, is it Ronald? Um, Ronald. Uh, Reginald. Um, Reginald. <laughs> uh, Rick. Rick Grimes. Do you remember that guy? You're the guy on the boat. Uh, yeah, there was boats involved at some points, but I don't think you're thinking of the same guy. Um, is he was last involved with the helicopter? Um, right. yeah. we, we saw a teaser at Comic Con like three and a half years ago that had him <laughs> ha- had just a silhouette of a helicopter and said Rick that. Grimes will return. Yeah. Um, and there was literally they called it a teaser and it was like silhouettes and words. Um, but okay, cool. No, it wasn't. Tease? I mean, it, I guess it was a perfect tease because it was a real tease, you know, like, okay, we're just going to look at a few words and not even see a picture of Rick Grimes or anything. Like, they could have literally just put his headshot on the screen with the yeah. words. And it, you know what it looked like? Slightly better. It, it looked that? like the Fear of the Walking Dead mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So, anyways, apparently... um. So people have been asking, I guess, about the movie. And it was late July, I guess. 
that they admitted that the movies are coming. And it came through word from Greg Nicotero, uh, who's been directing and I think producing now Walking Dead for a few years, um, but started as their special effects guy, the guy that made the classic zombie look of Walking mm-hmm. Dead, um, which we all love. And his gore and his, his horror and all that is really great. Um, but he spoke to comicbook.com, which is a fairly reputable site. You know, they, they don't really tend to do the whole kind of... Uh, try to scoop and maybe miss out on things. They tend to be kind of, you know, shooting straight. They said, um, Greg Nicotero addressed the Walking Dead Rick Grimes movies. And he said, I wish I knew more and I wish I could say when it's happening. I've read a variety of drafts of scripts over the last few months. They're really trying to make sure that they get it right. Um, And through reading the rest of the article, it seems like, I thought I had heard that they were shooting a while ago. So I wasn't really sure, but the news has been very scant. Yeah, they really haven't said much of anything aside from occasionally someone involved will mention they're still happening, but they don't really say anything else at all. Um, So we have no idea where. Reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So nobody knew anything really. And this is only Greg Nicotero, who's definitely strongly peripherally involved but not Mm. a main guy in these movies um and all he knows is there's scripts floating around it seems like they're really trying to narrow down exactly what they want to do with it and i'm sure the pandemic and the way they've progressed the show has probably affected some of their plans in some of those ways and characters they might have introduced might have or lost might have infected things infected um zombies uh might have affected things somehow um but I'm more curious, like, what do you think, Scott? Like, do you think these movies are still going to happen? Apparently, like, Universal Pictures has signed on as a, um, not producer, a, a distributor for the, the movies. Um, I don't I, they're I don't, still doing yeah, it. I don't know. It, it sounds like he's trying to say they're in development. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really... They would really have to come up with a really great trailer for me to develop even a little bit of interest in those movies. Well, I mean, with the way um, we can't say too much, I guess, here, but with the way they left some other characters Mm -hmm. that seemed like they might have left a thread that maybe they could even be exploring Rick or, 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 or searching for something with that. Um, that also lends a little, uh, box office credibility like it's not just rick grimes and a bunch of people we don't know and maybe uh trailer lady um the trailer trash trash lady what do we call jadis yeah, yeah, <laughs> trash, trash dump people yeah trash leave. garbage dump people yeah garbage dump gibberish people um <laughs> jadis and them uh jadis and rick are not exactly movie headliners but yeah. if you throw in you know, one or two of the other main headliners of the series that have just gone away throughout the years, but are still kind of out there somewhere. Um, you know, maybe that might boost it a little bit. Maybe it makes it a little more attractive. I can already hear Melissa Benoit <laughs> in my head going, why does she talk like Cookie Monster? <laughs> and of course, she didn't have to talk like that. No. <laughs> That's the thing that annoys. Why would someone talk in some kind of weird dialect yeah when they don't actually talk that way yeah i I don't know you know at least 
Eugene, that's the way he talks. I have no idea why. It's annoying. Well, we'll, anyway. we'll touch on stuff he's done in the future that really, I think he sells it. But anyways. Yeah, the the whole thing with the movies, I just, whatever. If they happen, they happen. If they don't, they don't. <laughs> so That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm excited by the possibility of a movie production kind of schedule and attention to detail and Rick and possibly some other people we know and, um, you know, really paying off some cool comic book storylines and even doing some new stuff, but in a Mm -hmm. really cool way. Um, And they could even maybe shift continuity from the show a little bit if they wanted to and do other stuff if they wanted to, Uh, who knows what they're going to do. But it seems like they're very keen on trying to form a walking dead universe. Yeah. That like, well, even though they say they're ending the show after this year, they're, they're planning spinoffs. They've done multiple spinoffs. They've done games and stuff that are kind of connected. Um, yeah. I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly a little bit of a franchise, but uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, it look how long it took for fear the walking dead to become interesting several years. I mean, maybe that's normal. Yeah. Um, sometimes shows don't hit their stride yeah. right away. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've, my feeling is, of course, if they have these movies, great. I, I just, I I thought I would miss the Rick Grimes character more than I do, which is not at all. I don't feel like the show is um, any less uh, quality because the stories. I feel like the stories and the other characters, they've done such a good job at giving them agency that that really the absence of Rick hasn't really taken anything from the show. That's true. I don't think. I mean, I have noticed there's really no feeling, especially since Michonne went off the show. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, uh, Judith doesn't really opine about her father because I guess she doesn't remember him that well. And I guess she didn't remember Carl either. So, and of course the little one, they hardly have him in the show at all. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like every show we've ever seen that like, if they last long enough, the cast is going to just change periodically over time and you'll lose some characters. Some characters will get recast. Some characters will Mm -hmm. die. And that's just what's going to happen. Yes. The movies are still coming. As far as we know, they're still working on it. They're trying to make it right, and I'm sure the pandemic slowed things down a bit because, like, they might have had this released hopefully this year sometime, but because of the pandemic and all that sort of stuff, and they're not really in any rush to kind of coincide with anything on the show because the show is going to end supposedly anyway after this season, um, which is going to be an extended three-part season. Um, So... Yeah, it's, it's a 22 episodes, I think, they're doing, okay. and in three segments, kind of like they did last time, okay. which I think was kind of a pandemic thing. They just extended it and yeah. had to do an extra clump to finish stuff up, so they figured might as well expand that. Um, so it's kind of what they've been doing anyways, like kind of, mm-hmm. you know, six to eight episode chunk storyline kind of things. So that kind of makes sense. Um, but I guess they're just kind of trying to plan the movies into that and make it as good as possible. And who knows if maybe the Carol and Daryl show or walking dead will come back if, if it's successful and things, you know, who knows what can happen. The world is their oyster at this point. They're trying. Um, 
I'm glad they're at least if they're going to still can continue to pursue this, even though the show is supposedly ending. Um, I'm kind of excited that they're like really putting a thought into it and making it right. And if it's not going to be made right, they're just not going to do it. You yeah, know, like they're not in any rush to just slam something out. That's good. Cause I, I, it, it's, it's on shaky enough ground as it is, but, but if, right. if they don't do something that makes sense and isn't, isn't good, that's, that'll just destroy it. I think so well, anyway, that's a talking about destroying. That's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, again, we, with the pandemic and everything, and, uh, I had left the show for a little while. Uh, Gary did, uh, oh, I believe did recaps of the first half of season 10 mm-hmm. all up to episode eight. And then I did a recording with him on sort of a recap of the, that period. But we, um, we made a couple of attempts to do some other stuff, but uh, it just didn't pan out in terms of post-production. But uh, so we thought it would just make more sense to just do a recap of the second half of season 10 as a, as a unit, since it, we're at a point where it's already concluded a while back. So, and, and we're about to start, we just started season 11. So yeah. And thankfully way to move on. Well, thankfully AOC premiere, like, Aside from just having or AMC Plus, sorry, AMC Premiere was what it's. Thankfully, AMC Plus, um, because we have the service and we can watch the first two episodes of the new season and all of the rest of the old season concurrently. We could catch up and do this all really quickly. Yeah. Um, Thank but, you for Netflix, right? <laughs> um, but aside from that, too, what's really cool is like now we have a chance to go over literally almost the whole season in one chunk and catch up with mm-hmm. the new stuff coming out concurrently. Um, and I don't know something about catching up and like rebinging those episodes and watching the new ones um, kind of got the juices flowing. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. I'm, I'm really oh, kind of excited to talk about <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. And I think it succeeded always a binge always yeah. helps sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, um, I think we should just catch back up, right? Right, yeah. Well, as I mentioned in the last episode, I did find a little bit of it a slog. Um, I walked away from it for a while. I would watch one and then, you know, I wasn't interested enough to to watch the next one, but I thought, you know, I really do want to finish this. So I just went ahead and binge watched. I was at home for a couple of weeks, so I just went ahead and, and watched the rest of them from where I had left off. I think the last episode I'd watched before that was was the one after Michonne left the show, which the ep- that episode was called Morning Star. Right. She go off to look for Rick. She goes off to look for Rick. So anyway, I for me, the whispers were a formidable but not very interesting enemy. Um, I you know, people that are driven by psychosis to me, they've done this so many times. The only thing that changes is what the specific psychosis is, you know, um, Mm -hmm. with Morgan, it was clearing with, um, the governor, it's killing anybody that Elsa comes by, um, unless it's a woman that looks kind of like his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, you know, you get, uh, you got the lady from, uh, fear the walking dead who killed anybody who was trying to help people. Yeah, because nobody true. would stop and help her when they got in a car accident because they were all trying to get out of Dodge away from the zombies. Mm. And then, you know, you got 
now we've got the psychosis of alpha and you know developing a sort of a almost a cult-like religion about the the modern world before was bad and now the the walkers have taken over so we need to be more like them and then just anyway i i didn't find alpha or bravo oh excuse me bravo <laughs> bravo alpha or beta clever or compelling at all like I did with the governor or Negan. I did like that Negan was a spy and that Carol's the one that was working with him and let him out of jail and, and put him up to it. And I liked how that worked out. And But Lydia, I found her simply annoying. Yeah, like same. The whole thing with the angst, the, the teen angst. And, and as for Gamma, I couldn't care less. Um, yeah. I didn't think that she was going to get killed so fast, but you know, I wasn't surprised when she did. Yeah. I didn't expect that at that moment either, but totally. Yeah, I agree. Not, not at all surprising that it happened. No, um, I'm not sure how I felt about <laughs> the reveal on beta being a former famous country singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although they did, they did mention, uh, they did show a scene where somebody recognized him and was about to say, I thought that was you. And he said, shh. Right. Um, they gave you just enough to imply that perhaps he'd been somebody well known in the past, uh, but that he was a country music singer. <laughs> but I, I like. Yeah. I, I I don't know why I was surprised. It's kind of out of the field, though. Negan recognized him. Do you know who that asshole was? And then Daryl says the exact same thing that he said to Rick when Rick was dealing with Morales. Mm-hmm. When he came back and he found him Morales was a savior. Oh yeah. And then he dies and and uh um Rick goes, You know who that was? And Daryl goes, I know exactly who that was. Nobody. <laughs> but then and then he did the same thing with uh Half Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh I just that was kind of surprising. But it, you know, it's kinda like it was surprising, it was kinda neat. Um I do like when they do have the kind of element where somebody you don't know and then you find out they were somebody famous before. Yeah. Before everything fell apart. Um, I did like that, but uh, I'm not sure how I felt about that being the resolution. And then he sort of like when he died, it's like he was falling in the arms of his fans. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. It did feel kind of flat, you know, like just... It's it's interesting and it provides some backside backside yeah. insight into him. Um, yeah. But aside from that, it's kind of like, yeah. like you know, so what are, are, do we really need to see this? Like the guy's fucked up. Okay, we yeah. get it. You yeah, know, like he didn't really need to be a fam- somebody who was famous before to turn have out the same to be motivations and nuts. like do the same thing. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Totally. So um, I, I don't know why they did that, but I don't know if, if it's that way in the book. To sell I, albums in the real world where I've Ryan only, Hurst right. made his own record. And yeah, that was I've it. only I've only read in the books slightly past the end of the Savior's War into the very oh, beginning yeah. of when they meet the Whispers. Uh, but uh, so I don't know. I In fact, I, I don't recall meeting or seeing Beta in the book. I've uh, just gotten to the part in the book where um, Lydia is turned back over to her mother. And mm. then in the show, 
Henry goes off after her, but in the book it's Carl right goes off after her. Um, but I, all in all, the uh, the way the Whisperer War played out accomplished what it was supposed to, and I got the added bonus of it ending in season ten, which I was. seriously hoping would be the case brother you and me both (laughs) we were so hoping yeah because not only was i just and that's really why it took me so long to watch it i just didn't find it interesting well especially because they extended season 10 and like i already knew it was going to be long so i was like please just let it somewhere in season 10 just Mm -hmm. end it and we actually got a few episodes afterwards too so i was like thank you so much I think the war with the saviors, the thing there, it suffered a little because it went on so long. Mm. I mean, two two seasons, two full seasons for it. Plus, it they meet Negan and they deal with the the saviors in the season before that. Mm-hmm. So, like almost two and a half seasons it took to go through that. No, it's not even that long. It's not even that many issues in the book. Of course, they were doing them two a month at that point. So, I'm yeah, not really sure. I mean, think it's funny to think about how long ago that was actually written. Yeah, right. It, it was well over 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read it. I didn't start reading that until 2013. But I think I think it had been three or four years at that point since that part of the story had actually been written. Yeah. So, as far as the bonus six episodes. I thought episode 19, one more, was okay. Due in large part to the guest starring role of Robert Patrick. Yeah, he was awesome. I think probably most people became aware of him when he played the the, the bad Terminator in Terminator 2. Yeah. But uh, that said, it had a predictable plot about a guy who was too far gone. And to spice it up, they added the fact that his brother was still alive and being held captive till he'd gone crazy. And, and of course, the Russian roulette thing has been overdone. Shows like that, but yeah, I mean the you know the Michonne uh, Denai Guerrero left the show. Um, they set off to uh, to meet Stephanie, uh, uh, Eugene, uh, Ezekiel, Kamiko, and then they encounter Princess along the way which was actually the city of atlanta again <laughs> yeah um i don't know what city it was supposed to be but they don't mention that it's washington so i guess it's some other city like baltimore or i don't know they don't don't ever say what city it is but i mean she i remember um in the one of the other players in the game uh when they created the princess character in the game and they they were pumping this up. We're introducing a new hero character. We're introducing a new hero, new hero character. And when they released that it was Princess, hmm. this guy put in the chat. I was hoping it would be you know X person instead of that annoying person they met at. The- <laughs> I thought right. I I originally thought that was Stephanie until I watched it and realized it's not at all. But uh, um, I did guess right that she was Puerto Rican. Hmm. Um, in fact, she says she's from San Juan in the show. And of course, the actress that plays her, Paula, I don't remember her last name, is from Puerto Rico as well. So I'm actually, the character's kind of grown on me. So um, I actually don't mind her now. She's hmm. she's a little bit eccentric, but she's not crazy having been by herself. 
she I seems agree. to be a, a nice person. So that's, that's refreshing. Yeah. She tempered out a bit over time for sure. Yeah. And so I think that that all worked well and uh, I'm liking the Kamiko character. Um, and I, uh, Eugene's annoying, but, uh, he seems like he's a nice person. So like it kind of evens it out, but, uh, all in all, I like the way the whole battle worked out and I thought it was well done and I bring Maggie back into the show at that point and then introducing a couple of characters from where she lived. And then, of course, the one thing I didn't like, although they, I liked the way it was done, I just don't like it conceptually is, yeah, there's another big bad out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. They go from one big bad to the next big bad. To the, all right. <laughs> It seems like there's it. always another big bad, another big community, another big someone. Yeah. Like there's always. I, I don't something. know how else you can do that story, because mm. what else is there interesting to tell? Yeah. How they overcome? How they overcome fighting with another groups groups of people, and they get successively larger. I don't know, but um, all in all, I mean, I thought it was wasn't a bad season. Um, it wasn't the, the most interesting enemy, but I thought it was well executed for the most part. I just, at points, I was like, they bore me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I've even said it before, I, I haven't watched that show lately either, but I, I reached a point, especially through season four of Fear the Walking Dead, where I thought it was the better of the two shows, which I thought I'd never, ever hear myself say that. Wow. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that's still the case because I, I do think that Angela Kang now being the showrunner has breathed some life into it. And Scott Gimple did a great job, but it, I guess it was one of those things where it's time for so, every now and then you got to switch people out. Um, they didn't do that on Sons of Anarchy. It was the same guy who was a showrunner the whole run of the show. But I mean, he did, he kept it fresh hmm. the whole time. Um, and I guess I just... They the switching out of people has helped the show, although it's never ever recovered the audience share that it's lost. I mean that yeah. the series the season finale of season ten only had two point one three. And it's a real shame because even um by the beginning of the season it was four million. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the end dropped. it was down in the mid twos. Mm-hmm. Um and what? On, on a show that you used to have thirteen to sixteen million a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 million was an average middle of the season mm-hmm. episode that no one cared about, you know, but like now it's down to two. I mean, it's yeah. still decent for cable. It's not bad, but it's no, like nowhere near a I super just, success. Yeah. That Negan killing two people on one show was their jumping the shark. Yeah. So that's, that's when it happened when they started to lose when their audience a share evaporated, but uh, like I said, all in all, it wasn't bad. And and uh, once I started watching it again, I got into it and yeah, uh, I did I did enjoy it. So that's the important thing. I did enjoy it, not as much as I have in the past. Um, no, particularly um, yeah, season three was fantastic, and season four was even better. So anyway, I'm glad they wrapped it all up and finished it. Uh, actually, before the season ended. Um, yeah. Right. But most of those, most of those new six, the bonus six, I was like, okay, this is, these are all character builders. Hmm. 
Except now the now, so was the one that I really want to talk about. Um, unless you have some more comments you wanted to make on that. I mean, no, I guess we should get into that because that's a big discussion piece here. Yeah, um, I I wanted to spend some time specifically talking about episode twenty two. Here's Negan, the se- season I put series finale in the nuts <laughs> season finale. <laughs> um, I. It's obviously more or less an origin story for TV Negan. Um, before we discuss it specifically, though, I believe that if I had to pick one episode from the entire series at this point that was my favorite, this is the one. Mm. Um, and I, I really, I've enjoyed, there are other episodes I've really enjoyed, but I really enjoyed this one. This really was very moving and really made a good connection with me. And in a way that others, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I felt very strongly about it, but, but this was just really a wonderful episode and really well yeah, executed. I really agree. And it even had it another amazing. actor, another actor in that I've enjoyed mm. seeing Rodney Rowland, who plays the biker, the head biker mm-hmm. that, he was on another show I used to watch 25 years ago, uh, Space Above and Beyond, which was about Marines in a fictitious war that in space. Oh. Yeah, it was done by the same guy who did the X-Files. Or one of the oh, wow, really? The X-Files, yeah. It was only on for one season and it got canceled. But it, Was it Chris Carter or one of the other guys? It wasn't Chris Carter. It was one of the other people that worked on the, the X-Files with him. I don't remember the guy's name. Interesting. Glenn. I think his name was Glenn. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it only made it one season. But it, I thought it was it was well done. But he was on that show, and he's been on. He was on another show, um, The Sixth Day, the movie, The Sixth Day about cloning with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was in that. So anyway, he played the the head biker. But uh, uh, the episode is adapted from a special issue of the graphic novel, and it also gets a title from there. Uh, in addition to watching the episode, I also recently read the issues so I can compare. Um, the main comparison, of course, is that <laughs> while I love the TV episode, not so much with the comic book this time. A lot of times I find Oof. the comic book story better or more compelling. Really? And not, not here, no, no. Um, do you think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal is just that awesome that yeah, it yeah, makes it, it? That that is a large part of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, as I've mentioned to you, and I've also mm-hmm. said on the show, although Negan is every bit as interesting and formidable in the book, he often proceeds along the lines of an over-the-top comic book villain. Yeah. Almost stereotypically, this was also, in my opinion, the difference between David Morrissey's governor and the governor from the books. The governor from the books is, uh, you know is very much like a comic book villain and david morrissey kind of makes that character more realistic in a very Mm -hmm. similar way although not as effectively i think um well maybe maybe as effectively um as jeffrey dean morgan does but uh jeffrey dean morgan's negan is somewhat different and as i've been saying far more realistic just as David Morrissey's governor is more realistic than on the book, who also looks completely yeah. different than the one on TV. I mean, they both, both characters look different from their comic book counterparts. Negan in the show has a beard and in the book, he's clean shaven and he's also very, appears very muscular. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is while not skinny is of average build. Right. 
Um, they still got the leather jacket and all that in Lucille, but uh, I thought it would be uh, interesting to compare the two. Um, the similarities between the two are in, in both instances, Negan's kind of a deadbeat of a husband and has also is a gym teacher. Now, I had read somewhere that he was a used car salesman in the comic, but um, I don't know. That was completely wrong because he wasn't a used car salesman. <laughs> He's a gym teacher. In uh, the show, they mentioned that he was a high school gym teacher, but in the uh, book, they don't specifically say high school, but it's clear that the kids are of high school age. So, but in the in the book, he was actually still working as a gym teacher on the show. He had recently been fired for beating the shit out of one of his students. <laughs> um or beating or getting in a fight i don't remember if it was a student or he got got in a fight in a bar i don't remember but he got in a fight and he lost his job and he's unemployed at the time the show starts and um he's supposed to be out looking for work and he's playing a video game (laughs) but uh his wife is named lucille in both and she's dying of cancer in both in the book the story starts just before she finds out and it's slightly before the fall. In the show, the story starts after the fall, and she's already undergoing chemo. Although in flashbacks in that sh- in that episode, they do show how she finds out she has cancer and slightly before. The thing that I found interesting, and I don't know if they they clearly did it on purpose, but I don't know why, is they never say what his first name is. <laughs> He's only referred to as Negan, even by his wife. Really? Or Coach Negan to the, by the kids in the book. No one on either show or in the book calls him by a first name. Other than the, I figured his name was like Bob or something. So I guess he's kind of like Cher in that respect. <laughs> one name. <laughs> the Walking Dead wiki says his name is Negan Smith, but oh. I have no idea. Well, they wouldn't. They call him... Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe that's true. They don't say that, but that would be weird. Um, um, yeah, the like Gold Ducat in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. They let you know later that his—that's actually his last name. That his first name is Elmo. Oh wow! <laughs> They're like Elmo, really? <laughs> that's like the first MacGyver, the original one. They go through the whole series and never say what his first name is. And they reveal it in the series finale that his first name is Angus. <laughs> yeah, when they re when they re um, remade the show, now that's on CBS, they call him Angus MacGyver right up the right off the bat. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they didn't let us wait on that sort of anticlimactic. So. Um, and Negan is also having an affair when the story starts. In the book, we actually see the mistress and watch Negan break up with her, but on the show, it's just referenced. <laughs> um, other than that, the stories are almost entirely different. <laughs> they do adapt the scene that's in there, but they change it. He In the book, he curses all the time. His signature phrase is, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck. But <laughs> he always talks where fuck is like every other word. And in this, like that clip I showed you, he's always making dick jokes and talking about dicks. Like he says, my dick is made out of, is a big dick made out of other big dicks that ejaculate dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't say that on TV. I don't, don't get Probably it. Probably not. No, no yeah, um, yeah. 
but there's a they adapt a scene from the book where Negan is really crass and curses out and calls the kid a pussy when he's playing air hockey with them in his garage. And on the show, they do a similar thing, but it's Negan talking to somebody through like, um, I don't know, online gaming through like Xbox. Mm -hmm. They call that live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like he's playing like um, Call of Duty with somebody and calling him <laughs> pussy and all that. And his wife goes, are those teenagers? He goes, uh, I guess some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, the book focuses on not only on how Negan became the charismatic leader of the saviors, but how the saviors were formed as well as his adventures leading up to that. The show shows how he started becoming a bat wielding survivor and who starts not to give a shit after his wife dies. Yeah. But the what I like, the two most significant differences are in the book. Negan's personality really isn't any different after Lucille dies as it is before. He's assertive and crass prior to the phone. He's assertive and crass after. He fights well and is good on his feet. And none of how he was prior to the fall makes any of that a surprise. But on TV, there's a significant focus on the relationship with Lucille and the lengths he's taking to try and save her. And he's not like that before. Uh, he does something, you know, he, he's, he, uh, he's trying to get, I guess, chemotherapy chemicals or whatever. And so he, he uh, has a plan to steal it from these people. They end up giving it to him and then he betrays them later. And, um, but he's like not uh, the guy who would crack your head open and do that. And, and so I like that it focuses on a redemption arc he has with her because she knows he cheated on her, on her and he know, she knows also that he, he hasn't really been trying to find another job. Um, and he, he buys a, that leather jacket. It's $600. And she's like, did you really charge $600 for a jacket? And he goes, I got it on sale. She goes, I'm taking it back. <laughs> and then, of course, she gives it back to him later. Um, but she ends up forgiving him for all those things uh, at the end because he like completely devoted himself to trying to take care of her and, and make her better. So... Um, and like Lucille is in like three pages of the book and then dies and turns into a walker. He's sad, but he gets over the over it in the book in like one page. On TV, the attempt to save his wife and the aftermath of her death are like the totality of his motivation in the story. All he's thinking about throughout is getting this stuff back to her so she can re re uh, resume her treatment. And so he, hmm. he ends up, after all, taking uh, action to write this wrong where he he betrayed these people who helped him um it's deep and substantive and really made a connection with negan and the audience in the book negan is fairly two-dimensional like the paper he's drawn on yeah right but why i really love this is entirely centered around the chemistry between jeffrey dean morgan and hallie burton who plays lucille and in addition to them being great actors anyway, they're also married in real life. So it was not difficult to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually doing things like that for his wife. Hmm. And just, you could just, I don't know, it just really was a really moving performance for the two of them. And it's, it's primarily the two of them until she dies, but it was really great. I've only really seen her on one other thing. She was apparently a regular on the show, One Tree Hill. Yeah. 
but I saw her. She had a recurring role on the short-lived Lethal Weapon series on Fox, where she oh, did she love interest of uh, um, the Riggs character. Yeah, that's where I saw her first, and I didn't know anything about her, and I put her in her name in um, Google, and it kept coming up with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I'm like, why is that in there? <laughs> they had, they had actually just got married a couple of years before that. So um, I really thought the chemistry between those two really, and I've, I've said also that Jeffrey Dean Morgan makes his Negan is far more realistic than his illustrated doppelganger. And that was never clearer than in this episode. You know, you know, I loved to like, we've talked about that before, but like not only Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a performer, but the work he's given, like he has way more time and material to flesh out this character, mm-hmm. but then his charisma comes in too. And just adds yep. an extra element that like, yep. we didn't get, like you said, like, the comic book and i'm glad actually kind of that i watched the show first on this one mm-hmm. um that like it kind of ended up kind of lackluster because like you were hoping for an origin of negan and the origin of negan is his wife died and he started to become negan not like there was all this stuff building to make him who he was before he began to become yeah, negan yeah, but the you know? reason the reason why he starts wielding the bat is completely different in the book than it is on the show on the show oh, it's really? a very plausible reason um after his wife died he had been using a bat he was the the people that he tried to steal from hit him the the daughter hit him with the bat and he he has carrying a gun with him but it wasn't even loaded and when she let when he left she gave her she gave him the bat and said you know use this it'll help so he just they don't really explain why he got the inspiration to wrap it with barbed wire Hmm. But then he goes back and uses it to um, go after the bikers that then he had revealed the location of those other people to. So they would give him his his chemo stuff back. Well, what was it in the comic then? In the comic, it's just that it's one of the it's a weapon he's been using um, and he puts barbed wire on it after after he accumulates all these he accumulates more and more people around him. He gets involved with Dwight, the group Dwight and his wife are in. And then he, because he's so assertive, he eventually just assumes a leadership position, sort of displaces Dwight, who was the leader of the group. And then they encounter another group and that has both men and women. And he gives his jacket to one of the women that came from that other group because they're all hmm. together. And then the guy who's like the, was the leader of that other group says, Hey, if you want to, Basically, you want to sleep with her, go ahead. And so then wow. he gets mad and they they sort of, that's how they, the thing about his, his thing about we don't rape. And he's, he's really, uh, he's a really staunch, uh, really staunchly opposed to any kind of, of sexual assault, violence or things like that in the book. Um, and they, they did that in the, in the show as well. When the one guy tried to rape Sasha. I remember, yeah. Yeah, and he kills him exactly the same way in the show that it did in the book. But, uh, that's, so then he gets in a fight with this guy, and, and that's the first person he bashes the head in on. And then he says, he basically gives those people a choice. You can stay with me or, you know, you're going to have problems. Hmm. And so then at the end of the thing, he says, besides, you get, here's Negan. And then that's the end of the 
but it just sort of coalesces in the book. He does it through the act of trying to write that wrong and then use ends up using the bat to do it. But, you know, I, I thought it, particularly with the storyline and that's how they did it. Now it was a, an episode where he, he Carol uh, takes him somewhere and he has a conversation with himself. And I think the, the, the thing he comes to realize in that is that he's as much as he hates who he was when mm-hmm. he was a leader of the saviors, he does need to still connect with some of that ruthlessness to stay alive. Uh, and so he decides he's not going to accept being exiled. I know you've said that Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan is more realistic than he usually is in the comic. Um, but you said now that it's never been clearer than you saw in this episode. So um, like, how would you wrap that up as like kind of how it connects to the storyline now? Well, because it, you know, you, the way he is now, he's sort of like um, you have mixed feelings about him. In a way, you can try and understand that he's trying to to do better, but also there's still part of the old Negan in there. Hmm. Um, and he's trying to find that balance between belonging, but being still being tough and but not going yeah. back to the way he was. And and that is a more human element than a conundrum that you can kind of understand, unlike in the book where he's just a douche. Yeah. I mean, he's still kind of a douche, but at least he's yeah. a lovable douche now. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a douche, but in a way that you understand. In this, yeah. he's just an, in the comic, he's just an ass. He was an <laughs> yeah. asshole. That's what I'm saying. It's not, hmm. it's more surprising. The change between what he was before and what he became is far more drastic and different. Yeah. He's a regular guy who's not all that responsible, but he's not mean. And he's trying to help his wife. In the other one, he's sad for like a few minutes. And then he's just becomes increasingly more of a douche. (laughs) And then so that when he becomes the Negan we know at the end of that story is not at all. It's not at all a a jump. It's not really a, a progression of his his character. That was the one complaint I heard somebody say about um, the Don Draper character on Mad Men is he really doesn't change at all through the course of the Mm -hmm. series. He doesn't grow. He doesn't change. He's still just the same guy he was at the beginning. I know we've kind of umbrella been covering this episode, so it's going to be a lot of different thoughts and stuff like that. But I'm curious how COVID really affected all of this and how much it's made them stretch out things and Mm -hmm shorten things and um there's lots of things that i think they could have done basically the same way but to a lot more effectiveness if they shortened or stretched it out a little bit yeah i don't know the answer to that no Um, one ever will (laughs) yeah i I, you know that there's some different shows have handled it different ways i think they did by adding the six episodes, they did something for the fans. They were all good episodes. I just, you know, when I say they were good, that's different than saying they were remarkable. Yeah, understandable. Um, even one more is interesting because it kind of it kind of highlights the dynamic, but a little bit between Gabriel and and Aaron. 
And I liked that one too, as some of those focus episodes with characters we don't see a lot. Yeah. Um, sometimes they really are kind of hit or miss for us, but I really liked that one too. And not even because of the Robert Patrick connection, which is right. always awesome. Um, but just kind of like you're saying, analyzing two characters who have both been showing a lot of random aggression. Right. Um, but it's also kind of justified. So you get it, but it's also like, why are you just lashing out? all the time for nothing like what are you holding in it's like kind of so it was really cool to kind of see them both kind of let some of that out mm-hmm. um and oh, yeah. bond together in a way we haven't seen i agree of. yeah yeah no but um yeah the rest of them other than here's negan weren't particularly remarkable like the one um diverged yeah okay yeah the motorcycle and whatever and what was she making a soup Honestly, care at that point, we've been talking about this for a while. Even on my own episodes, we were talking about this for a while. I am so tired of the Carol and Daryl. Like, I I get it. Like, they're going to be besties forever. They're always going to come back to each other, even when stuff sucks. And even when they do shitty things to each other. And that's that's just who they are. They're good friends. Um, Or maybe they'll become something else in the future, whatever. But they're at least good friends. so I don't know why they have to keep doing this manufactured TV storyline bullshit I'm where they're going to separate yeah. them all I the really, time. I really don't want to see anything else happen with them besides no. friends. It would be fan service or something. Like I can just see Yvette Nicole Brown go, oh, it's so wonderful. Their own Carol got together. Shut up. Honestly, at this, point, at this point, I barely even care about them being friends. Okay. I, I really, I, I would, I barely care about I care about each of them a little bit separately, Daryl a little more, mm-hmm. but the two of them together, I don't care unless they're just going to be good soldiers and do the good shit and be good friends again, or, or you know, good solid team workers. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, sometimes, and sometimes there is some benefit to conflict between friends. They can, you know, add some drama there. And they have done that successfully with some of them in the past, but they have stretched out the Carol and uh, Carol and Carol, Carol, Daryl drama, Carol, Carol drama, the the drama between Carol and Daryl. It's just, it's enough. I think, I think we're both pretty agreed on that. And I'm very easygoing with that TV stuff. But like, to me, this is like, okay, guys, we get it. Yeah. They're best friends. They're fighting all the time. They're both very opinionated one tends to do really stupid stuff. One kind of just toes the line at this point. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. And that is a good place to drop the curtain on this one. (laughs) Um, In agreement. Is that velvet? Uh, No, it's velour. Ooh, (laughs) crush velour. I spared no expense. Very nice. I mean, it's, it's pretty fancy. This is yeah, corduroy. yeah, and it's uh, blood red, right? Just like The Walking Dead. Exactly, very nice. exactly. Very fancy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you for joining us. And again, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail or by posting a comment on that Facebook page. Gary mentioned facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. Yeah, it's somewhere out there on Facebook. It is out there in the electrons. <laughs> somewhere in the Zuckerbergs. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, there's never been a better time to be a nerd.
So stay safe, Jamestown, New York. Hike. Jamestown? Yeah, that's the birthplace of Lucille Ball. No, I'm from, okay, cool. Hike. Hike. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please take a moment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Walking Dead Podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead Podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead Podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.